Prague, and hello! <laughs> Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody, where it turns out German, Germany, Disney Plus, is the ultimate scooper for Star Wars news. We'll get, for themselves. <laughs> right. For Yes, for themselves. They're they're the leakers. I mean, I guess... Saboteur. Yeah, are they their own leakers? Or do you think it's just yeah. some, some German guy over there didn't get the memo from Disney? Like, no, we don't want people to know that Rosario Dawson isn't our show yet. They probably don't care. And they're like, like Gutentag! Like, come on! We're Gutentagging <laughs> over here. So we're going to talk about it. Um, so I'm, I'm John, by the way. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? People um, in Germany are like, and I'm turning this off. They're like, ooh, they tra- <laughs> got a translator. Um, James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, Monday show, talking about the Star Wars news, what's going on. Um, and that'll make a little more sense a little bit later. Um, but uh, what, what's going on with you guys before we get into it? How's, uh, how's things? Life things is fine life. With me. Yeah. <laughs> James is always like, ooh, same. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't feel like I ever like, like ride the roller coaster um, yeah. of life or. My life is like King Cod, New Jersey's just Six Flags. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. My life. I've been is doing like, a lot of walking. Shoots you up real so. fast. You might make over the curve, or you might go right back down. You've been doing a lot of walking, James. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have like I a neighborhood, get... a very walkable neighborhood? Um. I don't know what that means. Like, but not a lot of traffic. No double yellow line roads. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, I would say that. All right. Are you in the neighborhood watch? No. <laughs> I could see not James walking being to, like, secretly protect being... people. <laughs> James is secretly the head of his neighborhood watch. No. In fact, I often think that, like, there isn't enough neighborhood participation. Oh. Mm-hmm. Isn't there, like, a social media app that you can, like, report on your neighbors? I'm I sure. What it's I think. I, I think forget so. what it's called. It's something. It's got a green logo, but like people are like, someone left trash at the end of the street today, <laughs> like oh, stuff like God. that. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Yelp review for your neighbors. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I uh, what it's, it's so called. weird. Someone in the comments put it in there because someone that listens someone is definitely has on that app. <laughs> yeah. Either I'm a pretty good homeowner, or that app doesn't work. Because <laughs> I if I. You know what I mean? Like, if I suck as a person, then that app isn't getting to me. Well, I know one neighbor that thinks I suck. At least one. You know what doesn't suck, guys? (laughs) The Make Solo 2 Happen pin. Oh, yeah. Uh, I finally got mine. Did you cry? Uh, I did not cry, but I... Because I knew it was it. Because I got the thing from Teespring, and it's this tiny envelope. Mm, You know, I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's got to be it. So when I opened it up, I was just like, we made this, you know, it's just it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I still don't know where to put it. So I'm probably going to just like keep it around Chewy and maybe like pose it around places. But it's good that you can always pop it on and off and put different places. But um, so if you haven't gotten yours yet, go to teespring.com slash make solo to happen pin. That's all you got to do and pick yours up. And uh, because, you know, the bubble of social media, like, Makes it to happen has proven it can take down social media uh, without without question. But we got to get outside the walls and you got to spread the word with the T-shirts and the pins. So people are like when they see it, they're like, whoa, yo, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's just another way to do it. Um, and every once in a while you run into a Disney executive and they're like, ooh, I like that. And it shirt. just happens to be at a Disney event. Like, yeah. who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here, Michelle Redwan? <laughs> Don't you have better things to do than be at your own events? Come on. 
Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, why don't we get into that little segment we like to call the Resistance Report. It's the Resistance. Not a whole lot going on this week, um, but a couple of fun things that uh, that are going to be. I guess that's the best way to put them. Is all, all these things seem like they're under the category of like fun, nothing like super important or game changing or anything along those lines. Um, we are going to start off just with a little bit of um, kind of a, a little more, I would say, confirmation on the worst kept secret uh, revolving <laughs> around the Mandalorian, and that's what John was too alluding to earlier that. Uh, Disney Plus Germany, their like official Disney Plus account, um, put up a Instagram story that was uh, had some talking and some narration and stuff, and it, and it seemingly confirmed that Rosario Dawson, uh, Timothy Oliphant, and um, there was another one too, but I think we already knew who that was. Sasha Banks. Um, Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, was was going to be uh, involved in the show, and um, it's gone now because Instagram stories disappear. Uh, but, uh, obviously, you know, this, this came out and everybody kind of looked to it for a confirmation that she is officially in the show. Although United States still hasn't done it. So we're going to talk a little bit about this. Um, Lacey, I'm going to go first with, uh, you on this one. What did you think about, um, this? I mean, do you believe it? Do you think it was a mistake? Do you think what, what what's going on with this? I appreciate that you're going to me first. However, I want to hear from John first cause he did the Ahsoka story. So I okay. wanted to know yeah. what he thought. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where um, it's as close as the confirmation that Ahsoka is going to be in the show now as it gets other than seeing Oops. her because, you know, Rosario, Rosario Dawson was tied to Ahsoka. Like they, they've said everything. They've said Ahsoka's in the show without literally saying Ahsoka's in the show at this point. So now everyone <laughs> who knows is dialed in at all to Star Wars news or even just Disney Plus. Like if you're just a fan and you're on Disney Plus and you catch wind of this story, you're like, oh, wow, Rosario Dawson's going to be in The Mandalorian. Do you hear about that? Oh, I wonder who she's going to play. And then people are like, oh, I heard she's, you know, this character. So it's it's all there now. So the surprise, the whole like, oh, don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't it's done. That's done. Like Ahsoka Tano is in the show. <laughs> this is confirmation. Um... And then we can, you know, we can get into in the next story why, you know, where we think she's going to pop up based on who's writing what. Uh, so, but I'll, I'll leave that for now. But uh, then the Timothy Oliphant thing, I, I find even more interesting because that was the one that was still fringe to me because it was only the one trade that said he was going to be in the show. And there's a lot of speculation that he's going to be Cobb Vanth, who's going to be the guy uh, rolling with Boba Fett's armor. Um so, uh, you know, it's very interesting to me because I'm a fan of his, too. Uh, so I think that might have excited me more on this official. I'm, why am I putting it in quotes? It's an official confirmation that they're in the show um, because I kind of already knew that Rosario was going to be in the show, uh, not just based on my report from earlier in the year, but just all these uh, stories that have been coming out, like where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, uh, and hopefully that's the case with all these solo rumors. But um yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's exciting. It's nice confirmation, but it's also kind of one of those things like we're not talking about a show that's coming out in you know spring 2022 here. This show is what? What's today's date? 15 days away. 15 right. days away. So in two weeks, we're going to start seeing these characters pop up. Well, possibly. Maybe they're you know a few weeks out. But I mean, it's right around the corner. So right now, I mean, they could drop the full cast list if they wanted to, and it, it's not really a big deal. But 
it's nice to get those uh, confirmations. I think it's. Uh, I lied. Eighteen days away. I'm I was going to say it's math. a little bit longer, but yeah. <laughs> I'm so Eighteen days or yeah. So today's the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because we're podcasting on the twelfth. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm like th- this Rosario Dawson thing. Um, but how do you there feel about Ahsoka, James? Being in the show. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I think we've kind of talked about it. My, what what I really quick though is, what if she's not Ahsoka? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know. I mean, like John, you're saying like it's all but confirmed, you know. But it's like it it it, it isn't. Rosario Dawson playing Princess Leia. What? I mean, Rosario Dawson <laughs> playing anybody else, or the or the pretty good chance that she's playing a character that we're pretty sure is going to show up in the show you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. i don't know it it's just it's kind of interesting but um but that i think i think everybody looks at that and goes oh interesting okay well that's even more confirmation on top of it. it's 99.7 now it's supposed to it's 99.6 before or whatever um so it's just uh that that's interesting but the timothy oliphant thing i think is 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 where the discussion is probably most likely uh needs to be and Lacey what, what did you what do you think well as John has said previously 100% this would be 110% that oh that's is. true yes 100% you did. Now, now we gotta, I even <laughs> tried to get you I was like John nothing in life is 100% you're, you're like 100%, 100%. Now we gotta, <laughs> I was like was okay. that on the podcast or the Patreon oh I don't know now we gotta isolate I that right. I, just, I just know 100% yeah, <laughs> Anyway, um, what do I feel about it? I Stuff like this, as someone that has a career or had a career-ish at times in social media professionally, um, it gives me anxiety because you see that and you're like, okay, were they supposed to schedule that? Did they select the wrong date in Hootsuite? Like, was that supposed to go out a month from now? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. did they select the wrong thing, the wrong time? Did they get the wrong direction? Because that's the crazy thing about doing social media professionally uh, is the smallest mistake that you make on your own channels. Imagine making that on a bigger stage, like a Disney account, like a typo or the wrong link out, or you tweet something early or you're off or anything like that, which, you know, there have been times where I've made mistakes myself and it's the the worst feeling because you're like, oh crap, I got to delete this. But you know, someone screenshot it already because people are quick. So um, I think this is a scenario that probably Disney Germany wasn't really paying attention in the sense of they don't really, I'd assume it's not a big deal. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, these are the actors that are in the show and they put I, it up there. I agree and with then, that. And then they, were, they get a call, you know, yeah. Bob Iger gets on the phone. He's like, yo, what are you doing over it's there? Like, Guten Tag, what's going on? <laughs> and and there still exists the other thing too with the... With the um, Tamara Morrison thing too. Sure. He sure. also put up information that he was in the show and then it was later like taken down. So again, like, it could be a coordinator somewhere that's been told by someone who's been told by someone like, hey, put this up but not give him proper did you, direction did you or the, just do it too did early. Did you hear the audio on it? Yeah. I didn't listen to it. It sounded like, like I pictured the way the audio was, it had um, almost like a theater echo to it. It almost reminded me of like what people sound like when they do TED Talks. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely had a presentation thing. Like I, I when I first clicked on it, I was like, "Hold on, wait a second, there's something else playing." Yeah. Like that is how it felt. 
like and a it, meeting and it seemed recording, to me, like a webinar. It was clear. It was very clear. No, no, no. Um, it felt like a presentation. Yeah. So it felt like there was a oh. private presentation somewhere, and they used the audio from that mm-hmm. to, Pro to audio, cut up yeah. and place it over this. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine? It's Bob Iger giving an internal presentation with all these watermarks all over it being like, do not share externally. And Germany's like, let's just take a sound bite from this. Right. Just put it. And you know what's weird? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if this is a thing that is a tell either, Lacey, um, being that you've handled that type of stuff. But along with the audio, they transcribed it in German in text. So someone also was typing out what the guy was saying yes, as though it was someone the had script. to transcribe it. So he wasn't I've going transcribed off, stuff. It's miserable. Yeah, he wasn't going off script or anything he was saying and they were following along exactly what he was saying so the question is who was the person talking dun 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 Mm. well i don't know i mean maybe if you i don't know maybe you would know like if if a german person like heard the voice they'd be like oh i I know that that's a that's famous german celebrity he's in all the the, disney stuff and this isn't the first time like a foreign official presentation has gone out like a french one came out last year at some time with rise of skywalker stuff in it that's what i mean like japan like a lot of these official accounts that are international based for star wars like get ahead of the game and like that's all you know star wars newsnet and a lot of other are the all these other sites are always like looking for those outlets because they're putting out things that we don't see or they're getting a different cut of a trailer or they're and getting toy stuff they upload stuff early books get uploaded early and I, I i think a part of that could be to try to market more to the international audience they're like look you know we we know what we're mm-hmm. getting out of our core audience here domestically we gotta get eyes on the screen here let's familiarize these people with maybe actors and stuff they know from other things to say hey come watch our star wars product where you you typically don't in this region or something so i think that's why you get in japan in china in germany and all these other places the tidbits i mean that there's we, a we, lot of star wars fans in germany sure but i mean the the they box, held the, a celebration there I, i'm not yeah i know people are gonna be like hey hey we watch star wars i know I, i'm just saying the returns are way different we've Including gone through chris this. where's my han solo chris the, inter- He's in the international <laughs> returns on box office are way or different Belgium. uh than domestic for star wars but they're they're getting the nuggets that we always want here like oh are we, are we, i want that we want that confirmation and stuff so sure. then we wind up getting it from them because the internet you know but I find that to be very interesting that the uh, international accounts are usually ones that are popping these nuggets out there. And I think, you know, they're planned and on purpose, but it's just very interesting that they still ignore it here. Like, they're like, what? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. The most interesting thing is how secretive it feels here they're in the U.S. and everywhere it. else. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. just not acknowledging yeah. it. They're not denying yeah. it, but they're not saying yes. They're not putting out their press release that is very similar, but, you know, in English or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. The um, do you, do you guys think that Timmy Ol- Timothy Oliphant is that in fact playing Boba Fett like the trade said, or do you think? I think he's playing Cobb Vanth. I think people are nailed. You do it. think he's doing the Cobb? I Vanth think people thing? nailed that, and I think that's exa- so they're bringing a, a side character from a book series up. I like it. I mean, and that would make sense that that's the person who um uh, uh, shows up to Fennec Shan's um body. Well, we don't know if she's dead, but. Yeah. She's not dead. They would have shown her face. Hmm. Or blood or something. They didn't show her really being hurt at all. They had her turned away from the camera. That's like a kind of a yeah. camera thing. I mean, that'd be cool if she was still you, in the show. You think she got you think she got shot and then stayed in that position long after they left? 
you don't know how long it was. I'm just saying, like, usually in filmmaking, when they're when someone gets shot and killed, they'll show mm-hmm. the person's face to acknowledge that they're dead. Like when Snoke was in half, they show his face slash yeah, no, also sure, no, him sure. being in half. Mm-hmm. So when someone is turned away from the camera, yeah, sure, they could be dead, but usually they do that well, so they have the opening then, so that they can bring them back. You know what that means? Holdo <laughs> could still be alive. <laughs> Shut up. Never saw her face. Shut up. No, but that's different. You see a big explosion. I'm on. That's different. She, she's also flying through space. And she I think back. I'm onto something. <laughs> You guys are jerks. Um, Admiral Holdo <laughs> coming back, baby. <laughs> let, let, let's go on to the next thing, which is the uh, the Mandalorian season two writers were officially revealed. Now this this story actually came um, from like the W Writers Guild of America website. Um, they were just updating you know information that they have on the season two, and uh, you know how it goes. Just you have to fill out papers and things get published, and it is what it is, right? Um, there's nothing really that they're trying to keep secret here. It's just the first we have, have come across it. Um, as it, as it turns out, uh, John Favreau is, uh, writing the majority of the series, uh, having, he will write, or he has written, uh, episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, episode six, and episode eight. Um, episodes five and episode seven, uh, five is written by Dave Filoni and episode seven is written by Rick Famuyiwa. Um, this honestly is very similar to last year's, um, uh, episodes uh, one, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> episodes five was written by Dave Filoni and then episode six was written by a handful of people. It was kind of tossed around, but Rick Famuyiwa was in that mix. Um, so it, it, very similar to last season, John's writing the majority of it. Um, but you, but don't be surprised if episodes five and six or I'm sorry, episodes five and seven feel a little different, a little offbeat. Um, from maybe everything else. Um, I was, uh, I don't don't even know who to go to first on this one. Um, Well, John alluded to some stuff. Yeah, so so go ahead. John, what do you think on this one? Well, I mean, it's it's that um, Favreau consistency that you like. Um, You know, his setup in season one worked, so he didn't want to disrupt that too much from the writing standpoint. Um, There has been director, new directors that are coming in, uh, for this season. Um, but you know, he had chapter five, like you say, chapter five, Filoni season one, uh, chapter six, Rick family, season one. And then he did the rest. And this time it's chapter 13, uh, Dave Filoni and chapter 15, Rick family, which is five and seven. It's like almost the same. Yeah. Uh, in a way. Yeah. Just if you move, if you move Rick's back to six instead of seven, it it's the exact same layout. Right. So, you it's know, crazy. I, I find, I find that interesting. I do like uh, consistency in show writing. We've talked about this on this show that sometimes with some of our favorite shows, as they go along, the good writers leave or and, movies and you, yeah. And, and, <laughs> Ryan Johnson, JJ <coughs> Abrams. You okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Cough drop. Um, <laughs> Uh, sometimes, you know, your favorite shows as the years go on, the good writers leave and they go on to do other things and the, the talent, the quality falls off. And we don't think we're going to get that with Favreau. We feel like he's going to be there from beginning to end with this series and maybe not shake things up too much from, um, the narrative writing perspective. But that, that leads to the speculation, you know, if, you know, Ahsoka is coming in, you have Filoni writing chapter uh, 13. Is that the one where we see her appear is, is, is Favreau confident enough to be like no 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 dave 
I'm going to write uh, Ahsoka's entrance into live action Star Wars. You, you can write, you know, your chapter. But so I, I'm pretty sure that's where we're going to see her pop in is uh, Filoni's chapter, uh, chapter 13, which is the fifth chapter in. So we're looking at, you know, early December. We're going to see uh, Ahsoka pop up, maybe some snow on the ground. People are wrapping 110%. gifts. 110%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 110%. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's good to see, and I'm a huge Favreau guy. So I like the fact that he's bookending, uh, another season and I'm very excited to see what they come up with, but I'm eyeing that chapter 13 as the, uh, the Ahsoka episode, at least her debut episode. Um, so we'll see how long she's in the show. Lacey, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I agree with John that it's great that Favreau's doing the majority of the writing. Um, as I jokingly coughed before uh <laughs> i think oftentimes things can get disconnected if the same person isn't writing the story or at least overseeing the outline of what's going on and i think that even though there are other people writing episodes of the mandalorian you're still gonna see consistency maybe a different voice per se but i think the story's still gonna remain the same um the thing that got really interesting for me was that Rick was doing an episode again, because I think Filoni, for me at least, was like kind of a given that he was going to do a story again because he's been so involved. But uh, Rick doing story again is really cool because he, in the gallery series, he was very given a lot of time on camera talking about the process and how excited he was working on Star Wars and how much he liked the volume and the whole production timeline of creating things and and being a part of everything. Um, So I think if I was to guess, which I am, uh, I think they're kind of getting Rick ready to do a Star Wars movie. I mean, they have him doing episodes. He's very involved. He said he loves doing it. They spotlight him a lot in the gallery series. He's now writing another episode. I could see them giving him the next Star Wars to write, movie. To that. write and direct, you mean like? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because you have to think, Taika, they had him doing the Star Wars episodes and stuff. And yeah. then now he's doing the Star Wars movie. Like That would be an easy transition with a director and a writer that they've worked with, they know has had success, that making that transition would be more smooth and more what's the word I'm looking for like they could be more confident in that in it because he's worked with them before it's not like hey we're picking this indie director from this random project and throwing him into the big and people seem to he, sure. he, which one he wrote uh the the like sci-fi one with Bill Burr and all them the heist mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was good yeah I mean I like- he wrote it with someone else but yeah right um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting because the teleplay was written by Christopher Yost and Rick Famuyiwa, yeah. but the story of that particular episode was written by Christopher Yost. So he was involved with the teleplay, but not necessarily the story of that. Particular Whereas now episode. this one, he probably wrote it himself. Mm-hmm. So it's again, just everything. It, yeah. Right. So again, it seems to me like they're bringing him in to direct. He's taking part in some writing. Now he's writing his own thing. He's directing his own stuff. What about, I think it's an what about easy show running his own series? That could be true as well. I just think that they're kind of getting him ready and prepared to do his own thing that's a, yeah, that's because a great he's done point. so much already yeah. and everybody likes his stuff. He's amazing. He's so talented and he really has a passion for being in the Star Wars sandbox, so to speak. So I could see him being announced as the hey, next he, he, person. He, you brought it up. He was impressive in the gallery in terms of his understanding of um, They kept the cutting story. to him a lot. He was on, in like, that a lot. Process. Yeah. Yeah. And he understands Star of, Wars. He's been a long time Star Wars fan too. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I think one of my big takeaways from him in the gallery specifically was that he said he was so used to doing indie film 
that, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing that he, you know, what, what could I do on a budget? Like if you were to give me money and give me tools and give me things like that, like how much more freedom and creative, uh, control could he have over a situation? And on top of that, it reminds me of like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's connected, but, um, Kevin Feige always says the difference between like a big budget movie and a, and a small budget movie is the budget because, (laughs) but as far as it comes to the creatives, (laughs) it's just picking the right people who know how to tell a story and know how to direct a movie Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. And then giving them more money to accomplish like a bigger task. So I don't know. I'd like, I'm not saying he's connected to the, the produced production, uh, that, Kevin Feige is involved in, but it it does kind of seem like a good wave of how movies and things are produced these days. Like we all agree with Kevin, and then Rick kind of backs up that same idea, and we're like, yeah, yes, it just fe- it feels right, feels good, feels of the times. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you are right on that, Lacey. That I mean, it would be cool. Um, I was a fan of Rick before just because of the one movie I I only know him from the one movie but I liked it Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought that it was really good storytelling and uh, character development and it was a really interesting thing Um, but the movie was dope that I saw and if you guys haven't seen it it was like it was like today but like these kids are like really into the 90s so it was like really interesting like the clash and how like these kids who act and feel in like they're in this era interact with today's world and still involved in uh things that are going on today so uh, it was was good it was good um yeah the only uh other thing that i wanted to say about this one that i thought was interesting was the fact that um last season episodes seven and eight even though they're not they kind of feel like a uh number seven part one and number seven part part, two right Um, and this one probably will, this season will probably not have that considering episode seven, uh, is, is the Rick Famuyiwa episode. And that may mean, I mean, maybe it does. But didn't Taika do one and then, uh, John did the other for seven and eight? Well, it was Deborah That's a good point. And then Taika Waititi. No, no, no. No, writing wise. She means writing wise, but no, um, episode seven and eight were both John Favreau on. Oh, they were just directed by two different people, but they were directed by two different people. The only writers, the the same writers for this season are the writers from last season, the three, three of them. Got it. And that Christopher, whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that is it. I think that's pretty much all we can talk about that. Another, like, not huge major story, but just kind of fun to talk about. Well. Um, last thing is, is the <laughs> excerpts. What? Go on. The excerpts for the 40 stories in uh, from a certain point of view book. Um, this is this is the Empire Strikes Back version of from a certain point of view. And they released uh, small excerpts and images for each of the 40 stories and they kind of catalog all the different background characters and side stories and other little dips and turns and ups and valleys you can get uh that were somehow tied into or somehow connected to uh the empire strikes back um so you're gonna see a lot of like stories about that guy in the background who (laughs) didn't even have a line but he was standing there watching the event happen and his perspective on how things went down. You're going to see a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, 
Lacey, I think uh, I, I feel like it keeps starting with you. Um, it either gets bounced it's back. It's because each time or you do, along. and I say, "Don't go to me," and so you oh, keep being like, "Are you gonna go first or what?" This, this time, <laughs> yeah, please I think let so. Lacey start. Okay. Yeah, la- the la- reason I was laughing though is because you said it's something fun to talk about, and John went, "Well," <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can never laugh. Anyway, um, what do I think about this? So I'm gonna be honest, and everyone's gonna hate me for it. Uh, I have the point of view book from New York Comic Con, the really pretty sunset one from Mm -hmm. the 40th anniversary. And it's sitting on my shelf and I have not touched it. It is a lovely book. It looks wonderful. That one, the one that John has, he's showing on the screen if you want to check it out. I mean, you could just Google it or you can head Head over over to to our YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, see that he's holding this book. Selling my copy for $5 Um, million on on eBay. Yeah, so I have to appreciate what they're doing. So they're bringing 40 different people together to tell 40 different stories with 40 different voices. It gives a lot of people an opportunity to work in Star Wars and be a creator. That's wonderful. The stories themselves, am I crazy about them? Or I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to know this. Not necessarily. I think we've had a conversation like this before on the podcast where we talk about like, my feeling about Star Wars and like background characters is like there's some things to be said when you don't know anything about the background character. And a good example would be when uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni were talking about uh, IG-88. Am I missing it? I'm not missing that. That's the right no, one. That's it. Yeah. Uh, they... they <laughs> math numbers uh they were talking about his character in empire strikes back and how cool he was because you didn't know anything about him and he just kind of stood there yeah and he was so cool and what they then go on to say is that he was bolted to the floor he really didn't do anything <laughs> he just stood there and like right. moved his head so like there's something really fun to say i'm when still you... listening Lacey. no worries there's something really fun to say when you know about a character, they're super cool, they look cool, there's something so mysterious about them, kind of like a monster in a monster movie. You can't really see it, but you know it's there. Right. And I feel like we've gotten to the point in Star Wars that they're trying to explain every single detail of Star Wars, and it's getting not only a little overwhelming for me, but it's just like, do we need to tell that story? Sure, every little piece and detail in Star Wars has a story, and every character has a story, and every creature and thing has a story. But do we need to tell it? Couldn't there be other things that they could be telling stories about and not the Tauntaun and how it was cut open and sacrificed itself or something? Um, Mm. That being said, I love the art. That looks great. Um, The one that kind of interests me, which I'll probably look into, is the... um, a Good Kiss by C.B. Lee, which talks about Leia and Han from a third-person perspective of the guy that walks through them when they're arguing in the base. Right. Um, I love that scene in Empire Strikes Back. It's a classic shot for, like, GIFs and just movies in general where they're, like, perfectly timed with someone walking in between them. So I think that would be a fun one to read. The one that also caught my eye was the L337 one where they bring her back again to talk about being a part of the Falcon with two other droids. And um, that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, so low. You know, you get really excited. So that's cool. Um, other than that, I, you know, this isn't something that I'm going crazy for. I, I would be more excited for new stories, like High Republic stuff that's coming. There's a couple of those books that I'm, I'm excited to read because they're brand new stories with brand new characters. Whereas these stories, I don't know. I don't know if I need to know 
what the Tauntaun was thinking when Han cut it open. <laughs> like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I needed to know that. But if people like this, cool. You do your thing. Um, but there's a couple in here I'd read. Tauntauns think now. So that's good. Can you do that noise? <laughs> well, then I was going to sacrifice myself. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to kill myself and this guy can live. Oh, I'm so sad. Is it German? You sound like you're you're doing that fluffy bunny thing where you shove a bunch of marshmallows oh, yeah. in your mouth. <laughs> well, now the Tauntauns think and they can talk and they have uh, feelings and regrets. Mm, uh, so now mm. we, instead of the sounds, now we have to actually do dialogue for them. So. Can you just do the sound like once, like really good? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, John, mm. you clearly love this i don't ever happen to i I am taking a turn to negative town and i'm not holding back i think this is bad i think this is awful content uh i have the first book um because i was interested in the idea of it and um i think it's i don't know if it's one of those things where like wow we can make easy content here by grabbing people we know and being like here do you want to write a short story for star wars um and put them together. I'm not saying it's easy to produce, not at all, because I do I do publishing production. I know that's not easy. I'm just saying, oh, let's make these stories about the popular movies, and people will eat it up because we'll call it canon, and then uh, you can have all these little adventures and stuff. And that's part of why I really don't like it. Is this whole thing? It's like you can't walk both sides of the line here. You can't be like this is canon, and then be like, wait, don't, whoa, how can you be so upset about this? It's just fun stories, man. You just take it easy, mm-hmm. man. It's like you can't say this is a part of the whole lore of this story and all this is canon now. And Admiral Ozzel had no idea he was going to be killed by Darth Vader, even though Darth Vader literally says, you have failed me for the last time as he's choking him. Um, and, you know, I, I'm obviously getting, you know, angry about it, but I don't like that thing because then you back people into a corner who don't like things. Because on one hand, you're like, this is canon. So this is officially part of the story. All these stories are part of it. And then on the other hand, when people are like, man, I don't like this because I feel like you're taking too many liberties here with these uh, stories and, and making things that really don't fit, and especially with certain characters, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, but then it's like, oh, just chill out. They're just, they're just fun little stories. It's like, well, then don't make them canon. Mm-hmm. Make them the Freemaker adventures or something, right? And the one that bothers me the most is the Obi-Wan one, where I just had it up. Um, like it's, it it's doesn't sound like Obi-Wan at all to me where it, the quote is, I had hoped that dying would be enough to untangle me from the Skywalker family's issues. And yet here I am again, Obi-Wan Kenobi, one with the force and still the only thing standing between a Skywalker and an impulse decision that could have galactic consequences. That sounds bitter to me. I can't. Obi-Wan Kenobi would never. And if that's if that's canon, that that's Obi-Wan Kenobi's true thoughts after his death, then he is bitter and regretful that he's been involved and sacrificing himself for Luke and doing all these things for this family, which which doesn't matches up with movies, which negates his devotion and promise to Qui-Gon that, yeah, I will train the boy like the whole thing down the line. Like that bothers me. I'm sorry. And people are like, well, you're so negative. Like who take it easy. It's like. Then don't make it canon. Don't uh, get in a new hope. He looks very. Don't give sure Mackenzie Lee. I'm sorry. Yeah. I maybe they're a great writer. I've never heard of them before. the The responsibility of writing canon Obi Wan Kenobi. If this is the type of quotes you're going to give to the character, I'm sorry. I don't like this at all. 
I'm going to be completely negative about it. I'm not buying it. I, I think it's horrible. I think it's completely terrible, this whole thing. It does read as someone that kind of just didn't get it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's just my take on it. And people can lash me if they want. I know a lot of people out there are afraid to dislike things because you get thrashed mm-hmm. online. Hop on my back then because this stinks. This whole thing stinks. <laughs> um, well, I don't I don't know if anybody would be surprised or not, but I, I tend to lean more with John on this one. Wow. Really? really? Yeah. Whew, I, wow. I, I know because I know I know that um, I have said this before that like I didn't like from a certain point of view the the original book because I felt like a lot of the stories didn't matter and um, that at the end of the day they were more for like like trivial purposes in the sense of like I don't know it's like saying like how many gallons of water can a something hold you know or something like that it's like sure. that seems like more like a trivial thing and um that I think that's why I put it under the category of fun and I th- I think you're right with that um you're acknowledging that too John I think the idea here is that they're trying to just be like well, it's not really like important. It's just like an extra fun little look into that world and just kind of like a side view. But my thing is like, I think the average Star Wars fan really likes the side view. And part of that comes from the fact that the probably the most prominent novel, the most recommended, the most beloved novel we have in new canon is Lost Stars. And that takes place alongside the story and it's following characters that are looking at those situations and kind of in a way having a different reaction to them than maybe the main characters that we follow in the movies do but when you and that's why the the idea for the book is really cool you know from a certain point of view okay cool we're gonna see it from a different point of view and we're all we all bought into it but i when i got through with the book i i felt like a lot of that was a waste of time like, because a lot of those stories were more like, we need, we need another person and we just, I don't know, why don't, why don't you do something that doesn't really matters, but whatever, it's fun and you can evolve because we like you and we like what you do around, you know, all these different things. So write a story. And in some cases, there are some of these stories that I am very excited about for the Lost Stars-ish aspect of it. Like, there's a story, like well, you mentioned, Lacey, about L3, but also there's one about Ray Sloan. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Give me Ray Sloan and what she was doing, her perspective on The Empire Strikes Back. Where was she at? What was she doing? Yes, do that. But don't give me Lando giving orders to the cook about how he hey, has to right. cook... <laughs> For Darth Vader, right. and what does Darth Vader even eat? Stupid. Yeah. Does waste of time? Doesn't matter. Not even a conversation. Every time I think about that dinner, I just obviously assume that Darth Vader didn't eat anything. Right. So, they just left. <laughs> yeah. I, so it it's it's not even like an an option or a, something that I've critically yeah. ever wondered. Like James, um, I like so, I like the idea if like this a certain point of view like. The waitress at Dex's diner um, listened in on Obi Wan talking to Dex, and mm-hmm. I noticed or the kiss one that I said, where it's like Han and Leia talking to each well, other. Well, no, no, I'm making one up though. Oh, I- I'm saying if they did something like that, and you get a different point of view 
of something that actually happened. That to me, I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool because th- then I could put myself there and be like, oh, if I was a diner eating there and heard those two talking, this is kind of what that would be like. But now, well, honestly, now they're taking I, these liberties where they're like changing maybe how Obi Wan Kenobi feels about the Skywalkers after his death. That's whack. That, uh, and also, it kind of like. Mm-hmm. I think it disrespects George Lucas because George Lucas didn't have Obi-Wan be that character. Obi-Wan was the wise old man that ultimately sacrificed his own life to see this through. So why would you then have him be there being like, yo, man, this sucks. It just just screams like regret for everything he did with this family. Like his whole life meant no purpose. So now we're going to watch the Kenobi series. And and then Return of the Jedi, too. He like comes in and he's just like, hey, this is how it is. This is what you're learning. Like he's not standing there being like, yo, you suck him out. Yeah, we're going to watch. We're going to watch this this really well-written, in-depth Kenobi series directed by Deborah (laughs) Chow. It's going to be friggin' beautiful. Ewan McGregor is going to put his whole heart into it. It, and then they're going to be like, well, just so you know, you know, your character hates all of this. You McGregor's yeah. going to be like, no. Nope. And he's going to be like, what? I'm not. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I will say one thing to swing a little bit for the positive. Number one, you said if it was kind of like, you know, uh, a server in the Texas diner and she kind of overhears the conversation or something like that. I actually think generally that's what the stories are. Yes. The problem is that they they do tend to go on like, oh, she woke up one day and she went to the mall and she did this thing <laughs> and you're like, I don't care about any of this. And then somewhere in the middle of the story, she like sees them standing over there and maybe overhears something, but then she goes back to what she normally does because that's the daily life in the the life of a droid or what you know so i i think they go a little bit too off topic but i think generally that is the idea that they're going for is like a fly on the wall in the room but this is but this is the life of the fly who it happened to be on the wall that day um yeah like so it's a little bit too in depth i'm I'm not slamming all 40 stories here but yeah that's a big i'm sorry that's a big deal and if this is canon you could 39 of these stories could be the greatest short stories in Star Wars written, but the fact that that one exists in this book, garbage. <laughs> um, the other thing to say about that, really quick, too, just to keep it a little positive, is that, and I, I'm, I, I know, hey, I, I know said you'll I know. I wanted to listen to that. I wanted to read that one story. Oh. I started this off with what I wanted to read. No, no, no. I, I mean, uh, what what you're saying They're specifically, drag John, me out is that mistake. <laughs> maybe maybe but um but again maybe this was a bad quote to pull um and and maybe maybe the the full story kind of fleshes that out a little bit maybe there's a line in there that he says or or did he ever really think that no of course not then that's shame not on them for promoting it that way shame exactly on i that's what i'm gonna say if that is in fact the case then this was a terrible quote to pull because it got us all fired up or whatever the end of it's and like but, um, the end of the, the, end the, of the short story obi-wan goes but you know what nah it's cool it was all a dream yeah <laughs> but sometimes but sometimes i can i can think of like these other stories where that have been the case for instance like oh han solo had a wife or um 
or uh shoot what i just had like two more now i can't think of them um oh the luke skywalker had this vision at the beginning of the last jedi novelization you know he had a wife and kids and all this stuff and 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 at the end of it you read the story and it's like it's nothing it was like a fleeing thought he's you know and i don't know it's just kind of and which ties in with the book pretty well that he has these thoughts for a moment but then they they go away and he overcomes them but I don't know. It's just weird. Sometimes they decide to put out excerpts and stuff that just don't like fans read way crazy into it. And it, and when you read sure. it, it's like, it's not even that big of a deal. So I, I'm just going to throw that out there, but you, but you're, you're right. It doesn't sound like him at all. It doesn't sound like the character. Let me just, sounds like they got the wrong person to write it. Let me just reiterate one more time. Like just to make sure like you can't make <laughs> Canon important and say, this is our canon now. We're, we're cleaning the slate on canon. We're starting all new. It's going to be all this connective story. It's all, everything means something. And then make this canon. And then when people get upset about it, be like, wow, you're really overreacting. Like, it's just Star Wars, man. It's just fantasy. It's just a short story in a book. It's not a big deal. Like, you can't walk both lines. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. So people... Which they are, often do, yeah. Yeah. Can't do that. I'm sorry. Won't allow it. And... And also, and John also, is, John is the person that decides. I'm the spice runner right now. <laughs> and, and also, wiping the canon to say that was all muddy, and there were too many authors, and they were they were contradicting each like, other, and it was a big mess. And stories. then allowing people to be like, "Hey, we trust you. We think you're a good writer. We want you to write Kenobi." And then like just kind of being okay with it, I can't and wait not till like really giving them any sight from a, side to be like, he wouldn't say this from you know? a certain point of view. Return of the Jedi. Darth Vader's body lying in the pyre burning. And he goes, well, that was a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Should've it kind him, of hurts. <laughs> Should have let him kill my kid. So you're probably wondering uh, how I got yeah. here. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the um, the canon and the, the log, story group. actually, that set yeah. on fire. That was a tree. We should do a predictor for it. There's going to be like Jabba the Hutt as he's being strangled. Like, no, ah. it wouldn't be that. It would be like the tree that got cut down by an Ewok that became the log that then Vader laid on top of. That it they should be, fire. but now they're like, yeah, let's make Palpatine regret everything. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, maybe maybe the reason that the the story and the canon and all this other stuff is getting a little bit uh, foggy is because Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> has been Mama. writing another book. Yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, he is doing this book called, uh, well, I, I forget what it's called exactly. I should pull up the name here. Fascinating but it's, Facts. That's yeah. what I thought it was, but it, it just seemed like, okay, never mind, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Reveals fascinating facts about the galaxy far, far away. So Pablo Hidalgo is putting together this thing that in, uh, entire, encapsulates story, lore, history, all from the greatest galaxies he puts on the cover. Um, and probably the most interesting thing about this book just right away, if you're, if you're just now hearing about it for the first time is that it's going to be full of a ton of in universe facts while also containing, uh, actual true historical facts about the making of the movie. Um, and he thinks that is probably one of the most interesting things he did with the book because he thinks it's just as important. If you know the lore of the story, then you should know the history of how that lore was created. And as it, uh, goes across all nine movies, um, it's, it's kind of a thing that, um, 
re- retells a lot of the stories that he feels like Man. doesn't everybody already know this, but he feels like these are probably some of the more important facts uh, to bring to light to people who he like obviously don't know it because not everybody knows the story. I love perfectly. this idea of this book. I love what they put out about it. And mm-hmm. this next to a certain point of view, I would pick this. You know what this is like time. for for me? This is like Pablo being like, "I'm sorry, I'm not on Twitter publicly anymore." This is what Here are I would the tweets I would have put out. This is what I would tell you guys <laughs> if I was still on Twitter. But we're doing it in a book now, and I'm going to make money off of it. Well, um, this book did get a lot very of it, yeah. yeah. So this book did get a lot of attention because they released a photo, as always, of Adam Driver as Kylo Ren with Ryan Johnson. So that mm-hmm. went kind of nuts online because anything with Adam Driver in it always gets a lot of attention. But I'm pumped for this book. I'll definitely be getting it and yeah. through it because yeah. this is the kind Pablo, of stuff that I love. Pablo knows he's he knows so much about. I don't know how he retains it either. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'm sure at this point, I'm sure. Filoni goes to him versus him going to Filoni, you know, like Filoni's a good storyteller. But when it comes to like being the vault, like Leland, she and Pablo were like, man, the book was fascinating facts about Transformers, Strikeout, Star yeah. Wars. Imagine each like yeah, each paragraph. That's as funny as he's good at multiple series, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. each paragraph is like 280 characters. He's like, this would have been a great tweet. I definitely think there are just some people that are just like that, you know, yeah. that that for some reason they hear a story and they go, cool, that's what it is. And like, because they're interested in it, they just like lock it away. And, and there's always going to be the chance that they're like, oh, I can't remember exactly the details, but like yeah. they generally have this like ability to remember these things. And actually, I think, I think you're kind of like that, John, to be honest with you, because you remember these news stories. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could remember stories that involve like when a director was announced or something like that and and the trades and stuff and i'm I'm always like oh man i forgot that that was news uh, i definitely and remember we even sat here and like stuff. talk an hour about it yeah, yeah. You know? no all the stories that we ever hear from like guests are like things that i read behind the scenes stuff i always remember it and then i can't remember timelines or uh, character yeah, names I think, yeah i think when it comes to history yeah when stuff. does rebels take place yeah, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> seriously I think, yeah, history stuff, I am good at remembering. Um, sometimes character names and stuff, I get, especially the, like the Chiss stuff. But um, I just love movie production and video production. Yeah. So I remember all that stuff a lot easier. I, You know, and I give Pablo credit. Like, I don't think he should be on Twitter. You know, I don't think anybody from Lucasfilm should be on Twitter. And not if they want to, fine. But I'm saying, like, for their own sanity, I, I love the move. You know, he blocked me. He blocked all of us, right? And then he, like, unblocked everyone, but he, like, made him think private. I applaud the move. I, I think he was going crazy. I, I don't think he deserved it. Um, and this is like his new outlet. And I like that a lot. And he, I like Pablo in terms of his knowledge and stuff. If he, if he wants to be smug and how he is with Star Wars, fine. You know, I met him. He was very nice, very cordial. Uh, it, he knows his stuff and he's very important to Star Wars. And uh, I, I will probably be into this book. So I know I was very negative about the short story stuff but i mean this this thing seems pretty cool i like this yeah give me facts all day yeah i um i don't know i mean but between the two books i feel like because of the the canon of it i'm probably i would have to 
go with the from a certain point of view book Mm -hmm. but i think like on pure interest like if i wasn't involved with star wars newsnet and other things like that i'd probably be more likely to pick up the pablo hidalgo one um one thing is, is i'm not really that interested in the history generally when it comes to that kind of stuff but i thought it was interesting in this book because i thought while i'm leafing through i might pick up a couple of these like short little facts and i'd be like oh that's cool because they're not like it's not paragraphs and pages of history and then like the next five pages are lore it's like Mm -hmm. little little things that only take like a a five seconds to to read like three lines or something you know right um yeah so i actually think this could actually be a pretty cool book and it comes out like really soon too they're gonna flip it like real fast um the last thing we want to talk about this week in uh uh resistance report is that starwars.com revealed the like official opening crawl for the event that is the high republic um i don't know exactly where this lies is it like in the first page of every book um that is coming out or whatever i'm not exactly sure on that detail but um should should i read it or 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 do we just want to say it's a couple lines that kind of basically outline the high republic and where we're at when it gets started yeah, I mean that's the gist, right? It's like yeah, a tribute, it's straightforward. a tribute yeah. to the opening yeah. of the movies. Yeah, correct. It talks about peace. It talks about the Republic and the Jedi Knights, and then it talks about a sp- the station that is the Starlight Beacon and what it stands for as it enters into the Outer Rim. That's that's it. It's and basically, then something's paraphrased. happening. Oh, yeah, a new a new uh, adversary, dun, dun, dun. Uh, a frightened new adversary. So, um, any thoughts Spoiler on this, alert, guys? Before we wrap again. it up, what? No, just uh, it, it's it's funny that now everything it, they're bringing back the crawls. Like they're like Rogue One. They're like, nah, we're good. Solo. They're like, we'll do a little nah. little little crawl. We'll do a little bit of a tribute crawl. And now this, they're like, we're gonna call it a crawl. I get you have to read it like this. I guess you have to go like this. You're <laughs> 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 an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> For that, people I mean, listening they, at home, they, he just took his book and just ran it up his face, my like face a crawl. And he it up. Yeah, but no, <laughs> if it's called a crawl because it crawled up the screen, this is like you call mm-hmm. it that because it's how to identify it. It's not really a crawl. <laughs> the funny thing yeah. is, I could picture John reading his computer like this. Just the galaxy is at peace. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you can do that thing with your mouse where you like click it and then you move it down yeah. a little bit. Oh, I meant like literally scrolls. take his laptop and just no, go. No, I like know what this. you meant. Yeah. Oh, this is upside down. I probably look foolish holding a book upside down. You look foolish holding yeah. a book in general, but. The dead speak. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. John, you know how some people say don't skip leg day? Don't skip brain day. Oh. Oh, snap. <laughs> he just guy, called you dumb. This guy wins one round of who are you on me, and now I'm the dopey guy. Right. Meanwhile, I just called you an idiot like six times. Oh, that's like, you're, you're, you, you skip brain day. You're the one reading the book like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for Resistance Report. Um, Lacey, what's next on the show today? Up next, we have the Patreon Pod race. Ooh, love this segment. So, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. There's lots of ways you can support us. You can like, comment, subscribe on this video on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. You can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Or if you want more, 
content, mailings, Discord servers, etc., you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you support the show and you get all the extra content all the way up to our top tiers. So this is the segment of the show that we give our top tier, our generals, a chance to be a part of it. So we ask them a question, they give their answers, we react to it. This week, we have General Bethany. It's a rotation yeah. slot. We're really pumped. We love when extra people get to come in. Is that three uh, rotates in a row? I know, right? right? So fun. They're sharing. They're yeah, sharing. Sharing is cute. <laughs> All right. We asked Bethany, if you had the ability to use the force, what kind of things would you do with it? Bethany, take it away. So if I had the force, I would probably use it to do something subtle, like create a really cool atmosphere in a cantina that I would hypothetically open up in a galaxy far, far away. I only have the name already picked out. It's Beer Fett's Barrel and Blast Cantina, no big deal. But I feel like Maz Kanata also uses the Force to create a similar atmosphere in her castle cantina, so it's definitely not out of the question. I, I kind of like the idea of using the Force for subtle uses. <clears throat> Obi-Wan. <clears throat> anyway, that's my Patreon Potterace. Thank you, John, James, and Lacey for having me. And I'm gonna go hunt some beers now. Bethany, well done. Nice helmet. John, what'd you think? I like the fact that um, she's using it for like uh, an atmosphere situation and she says subtly which is uh cool i don't know i mean is it subtly for using it to create a whole ambiance for your entire establishment <laughs> you're brainwashing everyone to like Just your party like, yeah be be cool <laughs> everyone be cool i don't know if that's subtle bethany <laughs> but i see what you mean you're not using it for like um yeah. like galaxy changing uh reasons but um no i like your answer um i like the idea that you're going uh, on a bounty for uh for some brews so uh cheers um but uh no great job uh, as always, um, I agree. I think I would love. I'd love to go to your establishment. What do you call it? The Beer Fets Barrel and Blast Cantina. Sounds fun to me. Ooh, so I'll see you there if I get my first pint for free. We'll see. But uh, thanks for uh, being in general. Thanks for being fun and appreciate the Padres. Her specialty drink would be just a helmet flipped upside down that they fill up. Oh, James, gosh. what did you think? Um, so this is actually funny because it is in fact a great answer, Bethany. Um, I, I, I loved hearing it. However, I did spend it disappointed because <laughs> I opened, I opened up the video and I started listening to it and it is, uh, she says I would do, I would create a, an atmosphere and I immediately was like, Boom, Dr. Manhattan, Watchmen, <laughs> Mars, creating life and what it means. And I just went on this huge tangent on like what the force could do if you could manipulate so many things. And then she kept talking and I was like, oh, she just means like Arby's has a really fun atmosphere. Arby's? Not Arby's. <laughs> I, I meant Applebee's. Sorry, not Arby's. <laughs> Applebee's. <sighs> no, but Applebee's is that. like... That, that's what I'm saying. Right. It's like one of these like chain restaurants that is just like, it's all about the atmosphere and the fun. Nothing Come like on put down. Put my feet up at Arby's on a Friday evening. <laughs> yeah. And, and so she's in there. She's like, <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> she's like, I wouldn't do anything like crazy. And I was like, I guess not. <laughs> 
Hey, where do you hang out? Me so, and my friends go for a half dozen of Big Montanas down at the old Arby's <laughs> Friday at 8. <laughs> you guys are stuck on the Arby's thing, and I'm just thinking of people going down and hang out on Mars because of thinking about creating life. Hey, where do you go? Do yeah. they have the meats? Because Arby's yeah. does. <laughs> I bum, hate that Bum, 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 bum. Isn't it, isn't it uh, Ving out. Rhames? We have the meats. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. The voice? Yeah. Not sure. Weird. The um, only thing I that, know is Arby's yeah, has those really good social media posts where they take the boxes from the sandwiches and they make them into stuff. Oh, heck yeah. yeah oh, so, so good. good. Mm. So Their good. Instagram. Mm. And yeah. they like acknowledge like things like Dragon Ball a lot yes, and a lot anime. of like underground yeah. like video game stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bethany, great job. Love your helmet. Awesome answer. I need a beer. That's basically <laughs> what you've made me feel like anyway now we're gonna head back to me <laughs> for hey, for resistance transmissions <laughs> take it away Lacey <laughs> thanks Lacey God. that's for John uh, guys we have a special guest coming on Thursday so resistance transmissions are today wow I know. Your day just got amazing, right? You're just like, wow, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I'm like, yes, it is. All right. So the way this works is every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter. And you guys give your answers. And I read them live on the show. I don't know what the scenario is. (sighs) I don't know what you guys say. Uh, And we see what happens. What do you guys think of Lacey? Leave a comment. Oh my god, if you ever did that, I would just like turn bright red and just shut my camera off. I've never right. read the situation, I don't know what it is, here we go. What do you guys think of Lacey? And they'd be like, we hate her. Um, never, come on. Alright, so the situation is Cobb Vanth is rocking Boba Fett's armor on Tatooine. The problem is, people keep heckling him, thinking he's Fett, as everyone heard that Fett, <laughs> Fett, so like very specific got owned at the pit of carcoon what does vanth have to do or say to make it clear he is not in caps boba fett up first is more 5150 at more i am not in caps (laughs) more 5150 at more 5150 he said take off the helmet the end you know this is basically a call out to john being like this is a dumb scenario (laughs) yeah do people Yes. Like Boba Fett kind of has that like um, like Han Solo, the war general, <laughs> the smuggler, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do people know that Boba Fett would look like clones? They, they might just think of him like... Uh, That's why I put it, Michael. Mm. <laughs> I love that you didn't think it was that until I just said it and you were no, just like, oh, I, I did, but <laughs> he made a good point and, uh, you know, it's fair. Up next is Silver Dragon Blade at Jetta Rosewater. Hey, Jetta. Jetta, who, who claims she got... Perfect score on who are Did you she? on Thursday. She said she got 18 <gasps> points. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she just put in the comments 18 out of 18. I don't know if she's serious or just playing into the if joke she, that we were like, is, one of you guys are lying. Then we're not doing a Patreon who are you because she, <laughs> if she shows up, she's going to take everyone down. Imagine she's yeah. like a sleeper trivia person that like could go on all these like schmodowns and everything and just wrecks everyone. Like yeah. she knows more than Alex Damon. Imagine she the takes Alex, Alex Damon's like world championship. And she's just like, I quit Star Wars. <laughs> she brings no, it to the fo- TRB base. 
Filoni, Filoni goes to uh, Pablo Hidalgo and asks a question, and Pablo says, I don't know that. You'll have to talk to Jetta Rosewater. <laughs> then we see like a character in canon, like Retta Joeswater or something. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. She said, Cobb Vance says, hey, man, I saw the armor suit and everything with it. I just wanted to borrow it for, the, for a moment or two, then give it back to the rightful owner. It's <laughs> very logical. Very, hey, very man. kind. Uh, next is Adam Odal at Odal Adam who said not be overrated Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. man needs an aloe vera for that burn mm. uh, Kyle Hughes at Kyle Hughes 2307 I don't think Kyle's ever been on the show hey Kyle what's up Kyle, Kyle. this is just an extension of the last one <laughs> <laughs> yeah do literally anything. <laughs> Man, if that's not like my life story, like just do something. It's like right. the, the surfing instructions in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Do less. <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah. just laying on the board. Now pop up. No, do less. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd in that movie. Yeah. Uh, next is Matt Sky Haunter. Uh, I see what you did there, Matt. At MIB1188. John hates the Halloween names and holiday names, like, with a passion. It's, like, one of his top pet peeves. That's not good. I should be uh, Lacey Goolerin. If they ever I've make a book of 40 short stories about Halloween names, I'm going to be very upset about it. <laughs> Matt said he repaints his armor silver and starts carrying a tiny doll everywhere. I already put tiny in caps. A little TRB uh, nod. A, a yeah. tiny doll. Yeah. Yeah. Not just a small doll. I was sorry. This is a doll was, of Baby Yoda. If it wasn't Baby Yoda, it was just a small doll. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> just a regular doll. Next up is at the underscore Geeky Gator, which we found out does just like gators mm. and is from the Northeast. Yes. So not what we thought, but partially right. He said, oh, no, it's me, Cobb Vanth. You probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. Uh, and he literally. <laughs> nice. He did a picture. He, he took a, a picture. photo. He took a, a picture of Bofet and then <laughs> photoshopped an arm from C-3PO. James is out of a job. Yeah. I think this is Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. That is so good. That is good. What happened? I made it bigger. Yeah, you zoomed in. Oh, I thought you erased the notes. I was like, wait, there's no, more in here. Yeah, it moved It moved to the next page. <laughs> Guys, it is so good. I love visual aspects. Okay, I'm putting this up for Hall of Fame, by the way, but we'll get back to that. Okay, and last but not least is at EP Star Wars. Ooh, and they said, old lady, Boba? Cobb removes the helmet. Cobb, no, Cobb Vanth. She appears skeptical. Old lady, Cobb Vanth who? Cobb looks to the distance, thinking of the journey that got him. <laughs> Come on, Lacey. You got to get through it. <laughs> thinking of the journey. <laughs> she, she's like, I want the last one to be Hall of Fame, yeah. and then she can't even read this one. It's like when Lacey gave the first episode of Mandalorian a 10, and then the second one, yeah. she's like, well. <laughs> so, Cobb. Okay, do you okay. want me to do it? No. Okay. Cobb Vanth looks to the distance, thinking of the journey that got him here. He was no longer the same man. He now knew this place. 
And he said, Cobb, Cobb Vanth Skywalker. <laughs> you got to, uh, you got to read that again. Go ahead, Jack. I mean, I, I, Go ahead, I don't James. know. I mean, obviously, it. I think like, like we get the, the gist of it. <laughs> the gist it's, is that that terrible Ray Skywalker name. And they did it for Cobb I, I, I Look, I like Ray Skywalker, but this is funny. <laughs> Cobb Vanth yeah. Skywalker. Because it's not Cobb Skywalker. He kept the full name. He just adds Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thinks is out of the rise of skywalker is the meme that's come out of it with ray where she looks to the side and whatever there she looks back to the front like it could be jar jar whoever and she's always just like misa ray banks or something like that that is funny Cobb Vance, oh yeah. gosh was, i think both of these are hall of fame actually this was, <laughs> yeah they did very good on this one it is funny because like like i can't imagine like uh i don't know like somebody walking by and being like uh, what's your hey who who are you and you're like Bob and you're like Bob who and they're like Bob Smith and you're like oh Bob Vance yeah Vance I guess I didn't really like Bob Smith who the, the name the last name didn't help either yeah. you know Bob Vance <laughs> yeah, Skywalker I'm Ray Ray Skywalker all right these two got to go in the Hall of Fame we'll talk about it no we vote now we vote on the show <laughs> well we're doing two in the Hall of Fame in one yes shot? it's been a while. I'm going too. I mean, yeah, why not? Whatever. Yay, you've made it. No, well, James, what do you think? Oh. Now, now I take that back as if James says no. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm fine. I think both of them, I think both of them are warranted because one is hilarious and the other one is, is like the, the amount of work that went into it, like a step I, above. When I read the Cobman Skywalker one, I laughed out loud. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't at all. <laughs> didn't laugh. All right, you're both in. Hooray! Congrats. Hooray! All right, guys, awesome. if you want to be on the show, make me lose it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. It's been a while that I've laughed that hard, mm-hmm. and Sounds I really good. needed it, so thank you. Um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, and John puts up a scenario, and you give your answers, and the most creative ones, <laughs> ridiculous ones, usually get on. Um, but now we're going to go back to John. All right. John? Thanks, everybody, for, for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We hope you had a good time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we hope you got some laughs in there, too. Um, don't thrash me too hard on the comments if you're a big fan of the short stories. Just got to be honest sometimes, right? Um, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your uh, audio podcast. Subscribe there. Follow there. Two episodes Remember every one week. time you said podcast, podcast, podcasts. Did I? Yes. On purpose? No, you were just saying like, oh, you know, probably there's a place called podcast, oh, podcast, yeah. podcast. Yeah, probably, it probably is. Um, two episodes every week on Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, on uh, the 18 days from now, on the 30th, Mando Fan Show is coming back on Friday night. So uh, be sure to subscribe without a doubt. Uh, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, uh, your reviews, editorials, information, and more. We're going to be doing written reviews of the uh, episodes of Mandalorian on there, too. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast. Get your Make Solo 2 Happen pin and your other Make Solo 2 Happen gear and your other TRB gear. Um, and uh, especially sweatshirts. It's getting really cold up by us during the nights. Ooh. And our sweatshirts are very comfy. So go pick one of those up and stay warm and stay Loving TRB. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at Star Wars News Dad. James? Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey? 
You can find me, Lacey Gillerin Skywalker, at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. Is it Lacey Gillerin Cobb Vanth Skywalker? <laughs> yeah. No, just Skywalker. All right. Um, yeah, so Thursday, we're going to be joined by Amy Rakow from 365starwars.com. Uh, so be sure to uh, join us. We're going to be talking about uh, the High Republic, uh, a bunch of other stuff. We're going to be uh, having, of course, uh, our typical fun segments, and Amy's going to join in the fun there. So um, enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you Thursday morning with another episode right here on TRB Skywalker. See you around, kids. TRB Skywalker is the, the code word.